So I invite you to grab your Bible, please, and open up to John chapter 14. When you find John chapter 14, let me know you're there by popping a finger on your nose. We've got some extra Bibles up the front if anyone needs one. Clint's there. All right. We'll just wait for these kids up the front. Cool. So in John 14, verse 26, Jesus tells his disciples, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This was really comforting for Jesus' disciples because just before this, Jesus had told them that he was leaving them and he wasn't going to be with them anymore. But he promised them that the Holy Spirit would come to remind them and to be with them, which is so cool. So just like the players in our game today were reminded of the things that I taught them, Jesus told his disciples that the Holy Spirit would remind them and teach them. We're going to spend a little more time this morning looking at what else Jesus taught his disciples about the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, let's pray. Please join with me. Father God, thank you that your word, the Bible, teaches us and reminds us of your great love for us. And I pray that as, yeah, we spend some time in your word this morning, that your voice would be the loudest one here, speaking to each person what you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go back to John chapter 14 and see what else Jesus told his disciples about the Holy Spirit. So if you're in John chapter 14, go up to verses 16 to 17. And we've got to pop your hand on your head. We've got a few. You've got it? Cool, okay. So in John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17, Jesus tells his disciples, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and will be in you. Whew. Jesus was teaching his disciples an awful lot about the Holy Spirit. Let's review it together to see what Jesus taught the disciples. So if we look at both of these verses together, there's some words that stand out to me. So Jesus told the, Holy, sorry, Jesus told the disciples that the Holy Spirit will teach you, that the Holy Spirit will remind you, that the Holy Spirit will help you, that the Holy Spirit will be with you forever, that the Holy Spirit lives with you and will be in you. That's pretty cool, huh? Now, when Jesus was talking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit, he was talking to the people who had known him and journeyed with him, the people that he had, he had, um, had seen him do miracles, and they'd been really good friends together for several years. But he wasn't just talking to them with promises about the Holy Spirit. He was also talking to us, so all of us who follow Jesus, also have the Holy Spirit, which is so cool. So we have the Holy Spirit living within us when we believe in Jesus. So what is it like to have the Holy Spirit with us and in us? What does it mean for us? Well, this morning we're going to talk about one thing that it does mean for us when the Holy Spirit is with us. So we're going to look at a couple more verses in John. We're going to go to John chapter 15, verse 26. Cool. 
think we've got it. So when the advocate comes, whom I will send from the Father, the spirit of the truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And then flip over, I think it's just on the next page, to John 16, verse 13. Jesus told his disciples, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Now, when I was reading these verses earlier this week, there was one word that really stood out to me. So let's put those verses up together. Can anyone spot a word that's repeated a few times in those verses? The word that stood out to me was truth. So Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. Now when we have the spirit of truth in us and we're walking in the spirit of truth, we can see things the way that God has designed us to see them. We can see things the way that Jesus sees them. So I'm gonna do a little, um, yeah, a lesson this morning to kind of help us understand what it means when we see things in truth, when we see things Jesus' way, and when we see things our own way without the Holy Spirit's help. Who knows what these are? Glasses. Does anybody here wear glasses? Yeah, I see a couple people wearing glasses now. Sometimes people wear glasses just for reading or driving or maybe when it's real sunny out. I wear, I'm wearing my contacts today, but if I wasn't wearing them, I'd have to wear glasses because my vision is, is pretty poor. So this kind of helps us think about the Holy Spirit's with us all the time, right, when we believe in Jesus, but we can choose to see things our own way, or we can ask for the Holy Spirit's help and choose to see things in truth, the way the Holy Spirit sees them. So let's imagine that it's, I'm not wearing my glasses one day, and I find myself in a place I've never been in before. We're going to explore this place together and see if we can figure out what is true about this space. So we enter into a, this first room, and this is actually what I would see without my contacts in. <laughs> Thank goodness for modern medicine and corrective lenses, eh? <laughs> so what do we know is true about this space from this picture? Does anyone have any ideas? Edison? It's a classroom. What kind of learning do you think they're doing in this classroom? You think they're doing maths? Huh. Could be, because we can see right at the front there. Can anyone tell me what's on the board? Do you know Kiara? Oh, Kiara knows because she was at the 9 o'clock. <laughs> so without my glasses, it's really hard. I would be like, okay, maybe we're learning math here, but I don't know what the specific lesson is. I would feel a bit lost. I wouldn't know how to fully engage with the learning happening in this space. So still not wearing my glasses. We're in a different room in this same building. Let's see what it looks like. Huh. There's a lot of stuff going on in here, and it feels actually a bit crowded where I'm standing. Um, it looks a little bit scary to me. I wouldn't know how to engage in this space, so I'd probably just stay in one, in one place so I didn't get in anyone's way or knock anything over. Let's move on to one more room in this building. What do we know is true about this space from this picture? Movement? Yeah, space for movement. I don't think I'd feel very comfortable trying to move in this space, though I might knock something over. I think I might just maybe sit on the edge. Hmm. 
So when Jesus told his disciples about the Holy Spirit, he said in John 16, 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So let's revisit these rooms again and see what it's like to look through our, our glasses, our metaphor for the Holy Spirit, and see what it's, what it's like to re-enter these spaces. So that's what it was like without the glasses. Now when we see the room in truth, it is a math room. So when we're seeing the space as it truly is, we can engage fully with what's happening. So if I was to enter this space now, I could sit at this, at this desk and see the learning that's happening on the board and fully engage with that. Should we move to the next space? So remember, this is what it's like without the glasses. Who knows what this room is? I hear murmuring, but no actual voices. <laughs> a chemistry class. Yeah, so I think it was probably a good call without the glasses on that I just stayed in one spot. But there's actually a lot to engage with and to experience here when I can see it as it truly is and be part of that environment. Cool, let's move on to the last space. So remember, it was a bit fuzzy. When we see it as it truly is. Gabe, what do you think this space is for? Yeah, where you practice going through hoops and jumping over things. Like maybe it's an obstacle course. It could be, maybe it's even a party. Um, yeah, it could be a really fun space to just fully be with, with the activities that are happening there, which is so cool. So we each have a choice, don't we? We know that the Holy Spirit is on offer, and Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit is with us. And the Holy Spirit is with us all the time, but we can choose to see things our own way, or we can choose to see things in truth. So when we read the Bible, we can read it through our own lens, or we can ask the Holy Spirit for his guidance so that what God has for us really jumps out. When we don't know what decision to make, we can make it in our own strength, or we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us know what God wants. When we're angry at a friend that hurts us, we can harbor resentment and unforgiveness, or through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can forgive that person. When our mom or our dad or our boss tells us what we need to do, we can do our own thing, or we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us be obedient. And when we should tell the truth, even when we know it's hard, we can ask the Holy Spirit for strength in that to help us be truthful. When we choose to do things our own way, rather than God's way, it's called sin. We're gonna do a little experiment to um, help us understand more about sin and forgiveness. Can everyone see the two jars on the table? Cool. So this jar, it's got some bubbles at the top, but it's pretty clear, right? This is the way that God wants us to be. He wants us to be unblemished and clear before him. But the Bible says that everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
This water is a bit mucky. Would anyone want to drink it? Maybe not. But this is, this is what we're all like because we all have sin in us. So when we choose to go our own way instead of going God's way, when we tell lies, it's sin. When we're, we think unkind thoughts about someone else, it's sin. When we're disobedient to our moms and dads, it's sin. And this is what we're like before God. So as I said before, there are some times, so the Holy Spirit's always with us, right, when we believe in Jesus, and there are some times when we get so busy, we just forget to ask for the Holy Spirit's help, and we sin, we choose to do the wrong thing. But there are other times when we know what the right thing is to do, and we don't do it. We intentionally leave the Holy Spirit behind and do something that we know is not the right thing. All of those sins are sins that we are forgiven because of Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit is with us, he gently convicts us and he pulls us back, back to himself because he wants to help us be like this before God. So in the Bible, it tells us that when we say sorry, when we repent from our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, there's only one person who's ever lived whose life has looked like this. Do you know who that is? Jesus, yeah. So when we say sorry for the things that we have done and when we accept Jesus' forgiveness, let's see what happens. Because of Jesus' forgiveness through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are made pure and right before God. Thank you, Lord.